there! Welcome back. I'm your host, Alicia Darby. In this episode, I'm going to share with you three very specific ways that you can best use your hands when you're talking on camera. Hey there, I'm Alicia Darby. I built and automated an online business by leveraging media like podcasts, YouTube, and social channels. Now I coach entrepreneurs and personal brands on how you can start your show to attract qualified leads, build your influence, and communicate with confidence on stage and in life. Your audience awaits. They're going to love you. If you were to attend a Toastmasters event or, you know, anyone that's doing like public speaking or on-camera training and things that they are trying to be very formal, they will likely tell you to not use your hands so much, okay? That's just common feedback that comes, you probably heard it from your high school English teacher, okay, when you were in speech class or something. Oftentimes, people believe that using your hands on camera can be distracting, and the truth is Using your hands on camera can be distracting. (laughs) However, there are certain ways that you can do it appropriately so that it actually helps to convey your message instead of distracts from your message, okay? So three specific ways. The first thing that I want you to pay attention to is to have a home base, okay? A home base for your hands. For me personally, I like to just rest them at my waist, not on my waist, not my hands on my hips kind of thing but just rest them. I clasp them right in front of my waist. For me, whether I'm on camera or on stage, that just feels like a comfortable place to rest my hands. They're able to easily be used, but not um, be a distraction, right? So what you would not want to do is probably keep them like tied to your side. Like if you like stuck them right up against your, your thighs or something, that might look uncomfortable. Putting your hands on your hips can kind of communicate something that's likely you do not want to communicate, Um, a little bit more aggressive than you probably are looking for, but just kind of clasp them gently, loosely, you know, in front of your waist. That's typically what I do. That's called your home base, okay? So then from there, you are able to always bring your hands back to that one location and feel comfortable still using them, okay? So that's thing one. Now, here's the second. When you are on stage or on camera, Your audience is really seeing you in 2D, really. So, of course, on video, you know that there's things behind me and that there's things maybe in front of me. However, when you are seeing me, you're really only seeing a flat image. So if I'm holding my hand up to the left of my face in 2D, it looks to you to be directly to the left of my face, right? There's no like... So therefore, if I put my hand directly in front of my face, now all of a sudden, all you're seeing is the hand. It completely blocks the face, okay? So we've got to be aware of the fact that anytime you're using your hands, you do not want to put them in front of your face or in front of anything that you are showcasing. So if you're showing um, an example of something on stage or if there's a, um, let's say that there's a screen behind you that needs to be seen, if you're walking in front of it, well, then it can't be seen, right? The same is true of having your hands in front of your face. That is what we're trying to avoid, okay? Because that does get distracting, of course. People want to see your face when you're, they want to see your eyes, they want to see your mouth moving. Those things are points of communication that are going to actually serve you. And so if you're blocking that, 
then it's limiting the communication. I'm giving you examples on video right now. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's the second thing. Now, the next is along those same lines with the idea of being 2D. In oftentimes, like in a lot of public speeches or on camera and stuff, we will give them certain numbers. We might be able to, we might say like two years ago, or I'm going to give you the three things that you need, or there were five, blah, blah, blah. As you do that, what we would like, what we would do in person is we might kind of just hold up our three fingers. I'm doing it right now on camera and, and make it kind of, you know, just whip them up there. We don't think much about it. But if you are on camera or on stage, you need to be aware of that 2D factor, which is if all three of your fingers are aligned in this 2D plane, then people aren't going to not see how many fingers you're really holding up, right? You've got to turn them to the side so that it's visual. You've got to help them to see it. So we want to have your palm facing the audience or your the back of your hand facing the audience. Either way, then people are able to see the separation between your fingers. If you're holding up one finger or two fingers or five fingers, right? That's what you want to think about. The next thing is you don't want to hold them in front of your body. If I'm holding up two fingers, I want to hold them up next to, like kind of next to my ear, really. This is whether you're on stage or on camera. You want to hold it up to your side, not in front of yourself, because again, that can get distracting, okay? We, we want to make sure that they're able to see it and that they're not getting confused about everything that's happening in front of their face, right? Because again, it's like 2D. It's like a picture. So we wouldn't want to put a picture of two fingers over top of a picture of the person's body that we also want them to pay attention to, right? So 2D, we want to put the pictures next to each other. Okay. Now, the third thing um, is for, yes, both on camera and on stage, but it's likely that this will come up more for you when you're speaking on stage. And that is the idea that the visual aspects, whether it's the stage or the screen, this is like a map for your audience, okay? So as I'm speaking, let's say that I'm sharing something and I put it over here in my left hand on this side of the screen, okay? Or maybe if you are doing a public speech, you're on stage, you might walk to a certain corner of that stage and stand. Well, wherever you put that thing, in the visual aspect, it now lives there for the audience. Now, this is different than one-on-one communication. When you're talking with somebody, you might say, for example, well, on the one hand, blah, 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 and then say, well, on the other hand, blah, 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 blah. Well, in conversation, if you go back to the first example, but it's on that same hand that you just hear or whatever, like you're not giving them visual differentiation, people can generally still follow. But when you're watching it, on stage or on screen. And if I'm saying to you um, a st- certain story, and I'm going to say, well, you know, example number one is on this side of the stage or of the screen. And example number two is on this side of the stage or the screen. Visually, your audience still is seeing this thing over here, right? And so you wouldn't want to say, um, you know, like for those of you who are listening on audio, I'm having my, I'm holding my left hand up. So if I'm saying, oh, this certain thing over here, example one, and then I do the exact same thing, example two, well, now I'm putting two things in the same like spatial area. Okay. So instead you want to create the spatial areas for your stories in advance. If you're going to be doing that. Okay. So you want to say 
Thing number one maybe lives here. Thing number two is over here. And thing number three is over here. Now those three things are living in those places, right? So same thing when you're walking around on stage, perhaps as you're sharing your stories, or if you are experiencing certain emotions as you tell the story, maybe the front left corner of the stage is where you tell the the um, sad part of the story. And then you walk to the right side of the stage and you tell the happy, you know, overcoming part of the story. And then you walk to the center back part of the stage and you tell the, the rising part of the story. Well, if you're walking back to the left part of the stage, as you did originally for the sad part, but now you're telling the happy part, it's not like your audience, they're not idiots. It's not like they're not going to be able to follow you at all. Okay. They're still going to be able to like, oh, okay, but you're just making them think that much harder and I'm telling you, it will make a world of difference. If you're saying, here's another good example, actually. If you say thing number one, thing number two, thing number three, and you're giving three things and you're putting them on your fingers, like you're you're touching your pointer finger, number one, blah, 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 and you tell that story, number two, and now you're touching your middle finger, blah, 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 and number three, blah, blah, blah. Well, you don't go off and say, and four, five, six, and then don't give them fingers, right? Because now already you've placed those things that you're talking about onto your fingers. So people are believing that they live there, right? As a 2D image, it's like a movie and that is what they're experiencing. Okay. And that's, that's for the screen. If you're on camera and for the stage, if you're on stage with a big spotlight and they can see it, it really does show up as 2D. Okay. So let me just recap this. Number one, Allow your hands to have a home base, okay? Know what that home base is and make it feel really comfortable so that when you're not using your hands, you're able to go back to that, okay? The next is you got to think about this in 2D. What your audience sees, if you're putting things over top of other things, then it's fading into the background. They're, they're not even seeing it at all, okay? So when you think 2D, this is the space that I've got to work with then you are aware of how you're holding your fingers, not putting your hands in front of your face, okay? And then the third thing is using your screen or your stage as a map to further communicate your story, to tell it in a way that people can really follow it because of how you are choreographing yourself across that stage, okay? So hopefully this helps you know I am a huge fan of using your hands and lots of body language. For me, it feels like it's a way to further communicate. I can't even imagine speaking without using my hands. Like it's so hard for me to do because I use my hands as a way to further the expression that I have, you know, same, same as with my face and with my body language, all of that helps me to get my message across. And I believe that it's really important because this is how we talk in normal life, right? We use our hands. When you talk to friends, if there's a friend of yours that really uses her hands, that's a part of who she is. That's like just what she does, right? And Perhaps you have a friend that doesn't use them that much, and that's okay too. It's not that we're trying to impersonate somebody else. It's just that we're trying to be able to use our hands appropriately in order to further communicate your message. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. I would be honored if you'd hop over to iTunes from your computer and leave a five-star rating and review. Tell me what you love most about the podcast and what you'd like to see more of. That is how podcasts prosper, so I would be so grateful for your help. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you soon.